So here we are uh, the, uh, again uh, with this four verses uh, out of Luke chapter eight. That's where we are in our journey through Luke, and it, it's interesting that Luke is teaching us how Jesus taught the disciples so that we could learn to be disciples like the disciples. Now, disciples aren't just students. Uh, The end game for all of us is that we would become like Jesus and do the things of Jesus. Not just like know what Jesus knew uh, or even know Jesus, but know what Jesus knew, know Jesus, and do what Jesus did. And so the, 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 that's kind of the missing key uh, for a, a, lot of, a lot of Christian lives. It's like, how do I give away my faith? How do, I, how do I walk in such a way that each and every day I am Jesus to the world? Because last time I checked, um, there is darkness, which is the absence of light, all over the world. And we are it. And we must bring the light, and that's, that's what these guys were being trained to do. Now, this is pretty early on. This is only chapter 8. And Jesus says, okay, it's time to take you to the next place in your faith. And in fact, that's, that's where it begins. It says, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. Now, if you, if you dig down on that word where it says go over, uh, the word means let's go beyond. And w- when, I, when I was looking at that in, in the, the original language as I was going, wow, this is a great lesson for us. Where does Jesus, he's like, okay, you've been with me so far, but now we must go beyond where we are. So question is, uh, where have we settled in our faith? Where have we become comfortable in our faith? Where have we said, this is far enough. Well, if you're in that place, the good news is Jesus always has, <laughs> he always has a trip for us to take. <laughs> and so wherever we settle, and we all do, but Jesus was saying, okay, for you guys today, I'm going to take you on a trip. And so he takes them on this trip. He says, let's go to the other side of the lake. These guys were fishermen. They were used to the lake. They knew that they knew that lake. And so they're like, yeah, let's go. Now it was probably the afternoon, and they knew that in the afternoon things can get a little dicey there. I watched a few uh, YouTube videos um, on uh, the Sea of Galilee in the afternoon, and actually the way it's situated, it's like 700 feet below sea level, and it has like this, the, the, it's kind of these mountains on this side, and the, the wind can come and, and create a squall in a minute over there, and if you go on YouTube and type in Storm Sea of Galilee, and you'll see um, on any afternoon, you can be in your boat trying to get to the other side, and boom, you get hit with uh, some serious stuff. In fact, they have some pretty good storms online. You're like, yeah, I would not want to be in any of those storms. But these guys were guys that were on this lake a lot, and so I'm sure they didn't venture out that afternoon and say, boy, I'm going to be afraid. They just said, we're going with Jesus. Okay, so here. So they got in the boat, and they set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. Don't you love that? Jesus is not worried about anything. He's tired. He's a human like you. Don't fall asleep here this morning. Uh, And it says a squall came down on the lake. And that's the thing. If you see those videos, the way it's situated, this this wind comes. And it's a violent wind. It's a furious wind, uh, is what what the, the Bible says. 
And this squall, this furious wind came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped. And they were in great danger. And you can look at that in a number of different uh, translations. And basically, they were going down. I don't know if you've ever been in a boat in a storm. I have been a number of times. I've I spent a lot of time fishing as as a young person, and uh, we w- we would have these small motor boats, and we'd get on a big lake. Uh, we uh, I fished a lot in Canada, and uh, in the afternoon, sure enough, those squalls would come out, and and uh, you'd start taking on some water, and then you know back then we had the coffee can. <laughs> like, bail, dude, bail, we're going down. Uh, well, this was much bigger than that. Uh, I'm sure that they were looking for a coffee can, but they hadn't invented them yet. And so they uh, were just hanging on for dear life. And, and so they, were, they, were, they knew this was bad. These, were fish, these two guys had been out there before, and they were like, this is it. This is it, guys. We are going down. And so they thought to themselves, Maybe we should tell Jesus, because he looks pretty crashed right now. And so they, they say, they woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. We're going to drown. They were convinced that this was it. And he got up. He rebuked the wind and the raging waters. And the storm subsided, and all was calm. And then in fear, in Luke he doesn't say they were in fear, but in Mark and Matthew he he said they were greatly afraid. (laughs) And then they also say this, in fear and amazement they said to one another, who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Isn't that powerful? Who is this? Who is this? And Jesus was saying, we're going to take a trip today, and it's going to look like you're going to die. And then I'm going to show you who I really am. And the first thing I thought of was that. He wanted them to understand that even in death, he was going to be with them, and he was going to bring calm to them. Because really, for most humans, when we contemplate our death, which we should do from time to time, go, hmm, I'm not going to live forever, (laughs) no matter how good you eat, no matter how good you feel. Someday that day is going to come. And he wants us to be able to go calmly into that time, holding his hand. And he wanted these guys to know, because most of them, 11 of them, died violently. And yet, he was training them right now. I'm going to take you to this place where you're going to think you're going to die. And then I'm going to show you that I am with you. Isn't that great? And they said, who is this? (laughs) It's Jesus. It speaks for itself. Okay. So I entitled this, talk, the faith that Jesus is building in you. And it it begins with a faith that goes beyond our boundaries. 
right now we can believe God for this. We go, oh, I think I can, I can pray for this. But Jesus wanted these guys to understand that when you walk with me, you can go way beyond what you think, way beyond what you're praying. You're praying that I, I just hope this, Lord. And he's like, no, no, no. That's this boundary. I want you to go here. I want you to, to a, a, accomplish this. I, I heard Gio talking about the, the pastor that was preaching to the 400,000 in Pakistan. That just doesn't happen. Um, it's like, yeah, that, you know. And I'm sure when he started out when, in his 20s, <laughs> he, he never thought, gosh, someday I'll probably just preach to 400,000 people in Pakistan. But somewhere along the line, he watched Jesus do more and do bigger and do greater. And probably even he was surprised at the crusade because most of them are Muslim there. You don't get 400,000 Muslims in any crowd unless you're doing a Muslim thing, right? But did he? Still in awe, see? Exactly. Okay, we'll see, we'll, we'll, <coughs> we'll see pictures, but we should. But we should take those pictures and go, okay, in my small life, I'm just trying to get my bills paid. Right, Maria? I just need two more dollars. It's like, I, I got faith for two bucks. <laughs> Maria shared with us this morning that she, she paid a bill, and, and when she saw that it was $2 more than what was in her bank account. And, but see, that's where we live. We live like, ah, oh, okay, I know Jesus has got two bucks. But no, he has 400,000 people. I mean, it's a different context, but it's the same thing. Because with Jesus, he's not limited by us, by our thinking. And I, I want, I, when I was reading this, I wanted to encourage myself, don't be limited by what you see. Be only limited by who you look to, okay? And so today, whatever your prayer is, whatever your, your the vision of the future, don't see it less than what Jesus sees it as. So faith goes beyond your, your boundaries. So Jesus always wants to take us to another place, because we get settled pretty easy. How many are pretty set? I mean, we get settled in our life, and then there becomes an upheaval, and then you get settled again, <laughs> and then there becomes an upheaval, because life is full of trials and full of tribulations. Nothing is static. Nothing is static in this world, and it's filled with brokenness and sin, and nothing, you're like, it should work better. It's not going to work better till Jesus comes back <laughs> and he's going to declare, he's going to say, okay, we're going to fix it, but we're going to do some crazy stuff when we do that. So knowing that, we look at our current state of faith and, and ask the Lord to increase it. Now, <clears throat> most of you are going, don't increase my faith. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough for what I've got right now in front of me. <laughs> now, you, whether you pray it or not, 
what Jesus does for disciples is he leads us into these times that are stormy because he wants to show us more of himself. And then you come out of it and you're like, wow, look at what Jesus did. And then we can settle there and say, well, he only does a one-off. This is just a one-off. Or you can say, that's who I serve. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that no matter what I've just experienced and come through, he's ready to do the next thing in my life. Okay, you guys are good? Now, Jesus tests our faith in what these guys would consider an ordinary task. It was ordinary for them to get in the boat and go across the lake. But in the middle of that, there was a surprise. And and I, I wrote down in my notes, what did Jesus know beforehand about this situation? Did he know that there was going to be a storm? Did he know that they were going to get really swamped? Did, did he know? I, I, I think, all conjecture, because it doesn't tell us, and so we can, I always tell Jenny this, you know, we can make up whatever story we want. Like, we'll see traffic on, on the highway, and we're like, all those people are going to Santa Cruz to spend the night. And I'm like, we can tell whatever story we want. It's like they're all, you know, right? Do you ever do that? Do you ever tell stories? And you're like, think, think, okay. So anyway, in this context, I believe that Jesus knew exactly how the day was going to go. And he was going, and he knew that he wasn't going to drown. And he knew that he had authority over, over the weather. And he knew that they didn't know that. So, why do I say that? You don't know what Jesus knows. (laughs) That's why you worry. That's why you're anxious. Right? You're like, oh, it's all. How's how's he going to do it? He knows how he's going to take care of, of your life. For those that love him, he has great things in store. Amen? Okay. So, I think... Jesus knew what was going to happen. He's like, I think I ain't going to take a nap because this is going to get pretty violent. <laughs> now, I don't know. Jay, Jay, can you do me a favor? I uh, Can you put the cameras back up? And I, I want to show everybody a, there, there's a, a picture that I put on there. It's, it's Rembrandt's uh, painting of the storm, of the, the guys in the storm. Okay. I, don't, oh, I wish I could make this a little bigger uh, for you. Um, but I'll, I'll have to walk over here so that you guys can see this. Uh, this paint, painting was stolen in 1990. It still hasn't been recovered, um, a- along with 12 others. Uh, it was a, a half a billion dollars worth of paintings were stolen. <laughs> the, uh, this was one of them. But thankfully, they took a picture of it beforehand. <clears throat> so you can see all these guys are just holding on for dear life. This is hard to see, but this guy is throwing up. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and here's, here's these guys shaking Jesus and going, Master, 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 we're all going to die. 
It's a better visual than just what you create in your mind. Because when I read this story, really, it just seems pretty passe. Like, yeah, little thing happened. Nope, this was it. That guy was chucking. How many have, uh, have motion sickness that if you took that ride, you, 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 you know exactly, <laughs> exactly what that, that's going to hear the guy over the side. He doesn't name them. He's like, you know, it's like Peter, <laughs> you know. I just love it. Oh, anyway, why did I tell you uh, this? Is that Jesus, if he knew there was going to be a storm, he led them into it. And all of them were going to respond in different ways. And all of us, when we, when we have certain things that come into our life, when we have storms, what he wants to do is train us to know that he is with us. That's the big thing. And, and no matter what is going on, we're trying to do whatever we can to fix it. Do you know that? Instead of turn to Jesus first. Right at the beginning, when they started taking on the water, they should have said, hey, Jesus, we got a problem. But I think that they did what we do. We do everything else before we consult Jesus. When there's a crisis, we tend to turn to ourselves first, and then we turn to Jesus. And when all is like, okay, I can't fix any of this anymore, then we call Jesus. <laughs> We're drowning. And Jesus is saying, I'm not drowning. You think you're drowning, right? Okay, let me go on. The faith he's building first goes beyond the boundaries. The, the, the second part is that faith trusts in the storms. Now, we know that Jesus led them there. So no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in, somehow or another, Jesus, I, I won't say that he's led us there, but he's there with us and he knows about it. And I think it's, it's difficult for us because a lot of times when we're having real difficulties, we do feel alone. We feel like, where is Jesus? I looked in the back of the boat and he is not there. Has that ever happened to anybody here? And I think the, the, the main point, if there's just one point of this story, is that Jesus is there with us. No matter where we are, whenever that day comes where the storm is violent and you think, this is it, this is the last day on earth, Jesus is going to be there with us. Now, Jesus was a human at this point. Psalm 121 says that God never sleeps. Jesus slept when he was here. But our, he never sleeps now. In fact, right now he is praying for you. He says he's ever making intercession for us. He's, he's, right now you're, you're going through your trial, wherever you are, and he's going, you know what? I'm, gonna inter I'm going to connect with you in this trial. Okay, so his, he, he's teaching us to have faith in the storms. I don't need to expand on this because everybody here and everybody watching either has gone through a storm or is coming to a storm that they can see. 
And we don't even know about the world. I don't know if you if you read the news or you watch the news at any point. What's it look? Does it look like the world is going to get better? <laughs> In a hurry, it's like everything's going to turn around any minute now. Uh, most likely when I read when I read the later chapters in the Bible, it's like, you know, I like Paul. He's like, uh, Timothy, uh, people are going to start loving themselves and hating. <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't have a lot of encouragement for the, fut- for the future future. And then, of course, in Revelation, it's like, yeah, this is not going to go well, ultimately. Now, we're all praying, Jesus, take us out of the world before that happens. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, that would be good. But right now we're certainly in the birth pangs of something crazy. Hopefully there won't be the birth while we're still here. Okay. Now, these guys, they waited too long in the storm. There were some things they could have done. They waited until all was lost, pretty much. And I was thinking, one, they could have started with Jesus earlier. But I was thinking, when we need faith, we tend to not connect with one another. We tend to isolate, actually, in, t- in times of storm. And these guys, it was like every, they knew they were all going to die together, but they didn't have a sense that we're all going to live together. And so I think in this story, I want to encourage us that as soon as you start to see the wind blowing you out, reach out to someone. Reach out to another person and say, I think I'm going into a storm. And start getting the prayer at the head of the storm instead of waiting to the backside. Okay? I think we can draw that. And then they go, when they finally do... It it just struck me as I kept reading that passage. They said, Master, Master, and he says it twice. And I don't think it was because he was sleeping so soundly. When we are in a storm, it's when we say, Lord, 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 when we give up our life that we're ready to get to that place where he starts to take things over. So, All right, and then lastly, uh, I'll say this. Um, Faith is is built when we start understanding Jesus' authority. For those who call him Lord, he has authority over our lives. He also had stewardship over our lives. Because when you give him your life, he takes it in his hands, and he takes your life very seriously. And he says, I am going to provide everything you need in this life. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to comfort you. I'm going to empower you. I'm going to give you life. Right? But in this case, they were surprised because they did not know his authority. And before Jesus left the earth, he said this, All authority on heaven and earth are mine. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? That he is the ruler over the universe, which means that whatever we're facing, 
He's also Lord of that. And he's the one that can say simply, be still. Now, most storms that we encounter are not out there. There are storms in here. And in a word, Jesus would tell all of us here, all of us online, all who are watching this later, be still. I have authority over your life and this situation. And for the few, few first storms that you experience as a Christian, you say, who is this man? Because <laughs> you see him take you out of situations, and you're like, who is this Jesus? And Jesus doesn't tell him, he just acts and says, you will know me for who I really am by what I do in your life. <clears throat> And with that, I want to pray for you. In every situation that you're facing right now, Jesus knows. Jesus is with you. And Jesus has authority over it. And as David says in Psalm 27, The Lord is my light. He's my salvation. He's my Savior. I will not fear. And when that fear and anxiety comes upon you, know that He's closer than ever. And He's awake. So right now, let's just bow our heads and Bring our situations to Him. Savior, Jesus, as we encounter going beyond where we are in our faith, when we encounter the storms, You teach us to quickly call on one another, to quickly call on You, And to quickly say, Master, Master, you have my life in your hands. I will not fear. And I know that there's there's many represented here that there are storms in your life. There's healings that still need to take place. There's people in your circle of family and friends that still need to know you. And we're crying out to you and saying, Master, Master, heal them. Master, Master, save them. Master, Master, do your work in our country. Master, Master, save these people in Pakistan. Master, Master. And we know that you have authority over all things. So we're not like the world that doesn't have peace. Because at every point, you speak and say, be still. Be calm. And then you amaze us that it's true what we read today, but it's also true how you work in our lives. Jesus is alive and doing amazing things in us, through us, 
around us and on this earth. And we glorify you, Lord. Thank you for calling us to this wonderful relationship where we get to see you act just as these disciples did. We commit our lives to you now and we commit our circumstances to you and ask that you would have your way. Do your amazing work in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We have communion. So let's go ahead and we'll, we'll serve up our, our communion. <clears throat> My, thank you. My three closing reminders today is wherever we are in our faith, it's okay to say, Lord, take me beyond it. I want to see you more. I put down here, let's settle in our hearts who Jesus is before the storm. Because these guys hit some other storms. And once they knew who Jesus was, they didn't worry the same way. <clears throat> and I loved, I, I wish I could take time to develop the authority of Jesus. That's a big subject. Um, but he has all authority heaven and earth and we can ask him to intercede on our behalf because of the authority he he has <clears throat> so as we come to the table of the lord jesus says hey do this to remember what i've done for you And a lot of times we get discouraged and we forget who Jesus is. Who is this that calms even the storms and the sea? This Jesus is the one that died for our sins, that we would be able to walk with him face to face, and he would carry us all the days of our life into his full presence. So let's take this bread. Jesus said, this is my body. It's been broken for you. I've given everything of myself so that you could walk purely with me. And we pray that as we take it, that we would uh, take it into our heart, into our body, and be reminded that Jesus is our Savior. Let's go ahead and take the bread now. And as we take this cup this morning, Jesus says this is the blood of the new covenant and as we pour it in, I, I love the just the the visual. He gives us this juice, and it becomes part of us.
his blood. It's like his, a transfusion of holiness, a transfusion, so to speak, of his Holy Spirit pressing into us, reminding us that we have everything we need, that his Holy Spirit is living within us, and that he is that close to us, Jesus Christ in us, the hope of glory. So, Lord, we remember that you died, that you shed this blood, that you made a new will for us that says, from now on, you will have a relationship with me. Let's go ahead and take the cup now. Thank you, Lord. Let's just pause for a moment. Jesus speaks calm to your heart. Says, I've got this, whatever you're facing. When he asks us, where is your faith? We can simply say, my faith is in you. No longer fearing, but resting. We love you, Jesus, and thank you again for serving us your life. We're excited to see what you'll do next. In Jesus' name, amen. And there you have it. Four small verses that will speak to us for the rest of our lives. Amen. All right. Well, I'd like to thank those who have joined us online. No matter what storm you're going through today, remember Jesus is in your boat, and uh, he's going to bring calm to it. In Jesus' name, have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.